0: Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. Also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Folks, I know that uh, there's been some inconsistencies here on this podcast, and I do apologize. Uh, I know that uh, sometimes time gets ahead of us, and it can be difficult at times, especially with the busy part of the year coming up for me, but again, I'm hoping that I can be more more consistent with putting out these podcasts because I really hate leaving y'all hanging uh, so many times, but sometimes days are just easier than others, so I appreciate you all sticking with me. Hopefully, this football season, we can have a lot of fun with it. I know that I, I'm going to have a lot of fun with it and try to enjoy myself the best I can, and I'm sure that... Uh, all of you will be doing the same thing, so just wanted to uh, clarify that and make sure that uh, everyone understands that I'm still on board. I'm still here. I'm still wanting to do this podcast. Sometimes it just you know gets gets in the way, and uh, I'm trying to do my best I can. But appreciate everyone's support and still listening in and tuning in, and uh, not only tweeting at me and asking questions and all that fun stuff. So really appreciate all of that. But wanted to get that out of the way here in the early going. But there are some things I want to get to today because right now, folks. We are in the middle of fall camp for the Arkansas Razorbacks, and it seems like every practice that goes by, every day that goes by, it seems the anticipation starts building up, and there's more questions, less answers, because we don't get to watch practices. We don't get to watch a lot of scrimmages. We just have to go off of what the coaches are telling us here in the media, and that's all we got. So, it begs a lot, a lot from a lot of you of what is this team going to be? Why, why is a quarterback not been named? Why, why, why are these things happening? Why, why are we? There's these questions that you keep asking of just why, why, why? And I try to do my best to give you my thought and opinion on it. And the one thing that really stood out over the weekend in Arkansas's first, I guess, official scrimmage, 170 plays apparently was the length of that scrimmage this past Saturday in the blazing heat. I couldn't even imagine playing in that, much less practicing in it, but that's why they uh, make the big bucks as student-athletes, no pun intended. But the the thing that stood out to me more than anything was about Chad Morris and Joe Craddock, the offensive coordinator, and from the offensive standpoint, in saying that right now, this offense is only 65 to 70% installed, but... It's right on track. Because if you recall last year, around this time, Chad Morris and and the staff claimed that the offense was 30% installed. So they're over halfway there, heading into the second season of Chad Morris. And I can only hope that next year, heading into year three, it is at 100% installed. Now, I have never heard any other coach in college football, especially, especially a new coach, ever take this route when talking about how an offense is coming along or how long it's taking for the offense to get installed. And I just can only use the examples here of recent memory to that point. For instance, when Bobby Petrino, who was an offensive genius, when he was a head coach, there was never a time where he was saying that, you know, hey, this, you know, we're gonna take it's gonna take us three years to get the offense. It was never that. It was more of, you know, we're gonna go out and we're gonna coach them up the way we want to coach them up and put them in positions of guys that we think will be really good. And if uh, they don't make it along, tough. This is the way it's gonna be. And we gotta, they gotta, they gotta come up to our level. We're not gonna stoop down to their level. They gotta, we gotta bring them up to our level. It's kind of the mentality I gathered from it. And I feel like a lot of coaches are that way, but not Chad Morris and the staff. And, and I don't want anyone thinking that I think this is a bad thing, necessarily. I think it could be a bad thing. But right now, to me, it's it's just a matter of, it's a safety answer. It's a safety precaution from Chad Morris. Chad Morris knows that this year is a big one. It's a big one because not only are you coming off of the worst Season and Razorback football history by far, but you're also having to make sure that you keep the support of your fan base. Season ticket sales aren't great. They aren't great at all. At all. And the university knows that. That's why they're trying all these new things like bringing alcohol into the stadium and adding these events to try and just get fans bought into the the games themselves for some reason, even though it's not winning right now, they need help in the the biggest possible way. Lots of fans are teetering. Teetering on their support, teetering on their money that they're giving, teetering on all of it. And so, it's not just about wins and losses. Of course, at the end of the day, it's what's most important. But it's about also making sure you maintain your base. Because if Arkansas does not really make tremendous strides this year fans are going to be dropping off like flies they already are in a case and again we're talking about donations and, and ticket sales they're already dropping off at a rapid rate but if things don't get really turned around and I mean turned around quickly it's just going to continue to go downhill so Chad Morris knows that he has this difficult task in front of him so what does he have to do he has to come out and say listen the offense And the installation that it's under is much better. Much better than what it was last year. But he also understands that this team is not to the point where he's completely satisfied yet. So he's not going to come out and say it's 100% installed because if it's 100% installed and they go out and barely beat Portland State and get beat by Ole Miss, everyone's going to be like, what the crap is this? How is this 100% installed on the offense? But he also knows that he can't say that they're at 50% or 30% again because that means they're no better than what they were last year. It was just a safe answer from Chad Morris in his press conference. So those of you freaking out, don't worry. That's all it is. It's just coach speak to make sure you cover your own behind, if you know what I mean. So, all right, that's cool. 60%, 65 70 whatever it is, I'm fine with it. Just as long as you get better. That's all I'm saying. Hey, fantasy football players, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer in the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football, but just don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. Then you are just the same. Get the edge from Vinny that you will need to put you ahead of draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast provider. Be sure to give it a download, folks. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. This is a fantastic stat that was released on social media, and I know I retweeted it. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, be sure to do, do so. Follow me on Twitter at RushJohnNeighbors. Uh, it, was, it was something that, you know, the transfer portal is fascinating to me for many different reasons. And maybe it's not fascinating to you. Maybe you could give a rat's behind about it because at the end of the day, it does not affect your team. All you want is you want better players, and if that means they transfer in, fine. If they're recruited, fine. If players leave, fine. Whatever, you just want to win. And I get that. However, this was a stat that was released from 247 Sports about the total number of players that have entered into the transfer portal from October 2018 to August of 2019. So you're talking about less than a year, but you're also talking about the midway point of the season of last year. So this is really telling because this isn't just guys who left at the beginning of last year. This is guys that left mid-season or later. And if you're just looking at the SEC side of it specifically, Arkansas has far and away more players that have transferred out and have entered the transfer portal from October of last year to August than any other team in the SEC. Arkansas has had 23 players enter the transfer portal, 23. Now, to give you some perspective on that, the second most was Auburn at LSU with 13. All right, so 10 more players have left Arkansas than any other SEC team into the transfer portal. Now, that's not surprising if you've been following But it is pretty shocking to see it in that relative stat where you come around with the conferences. It's not a bad thing either because when you see that, I mean, listen, you never want to lose players. You never want to be that team that's known for just having guys come in and transfer out immediately. You don't want to be known for that. However, in Arkansas's case, it's been nothing but beneficial, and here's why. The other stat that they threw out with those 23 players transferring out, they also gave a stat of how many of those players from each team, specifically in the SEC in this case, were a four or five star coming out of high school. So essentially where they were highly recruited, high caliber players coming into the school and how many of them left because they weren't getting the playing time or for whatever reason. Remember Arkansas has 23 players that transferred out? Only three of them were four or five star players. That's right, only three of them. That's 13%. That's the lowest in the SEC when it comes to the percentage. For instance, Georgia had eight players transfer out. Six of them were four or five stars, so that means 75%. Auburn, 13 players transferred out. Seven of them were four or five stars, 54%. So the point is is that Arkansas had more players transfer out but had most of them were not very highly caliber players that did transfer out. Now, stop traffic when you hear me say that Arkansas did not have a whole lot of talent last year. Wow, stop the press. But the point is, is that this whole major overhaul and turnover that Chad Morris and this staff went through, it, it, it was not... It was not something you want to do. It's not how you want to run your program. But in this case, it's necessary. It was very necessary to get out all of the players that did not want to be there, that did not deserve to be there, that could not be there. And that may sound harsh to a lot of you. And I don't know. I'm not saying every situation was the same for each individual player. But there was no doubt that the talent was lacking the attitude was lacking and the overall toughness was lacking on this team last year. And a lot of that was because of the previous regime. So Chad Morris had to deal with the cards he was dealt in his first year, had to go out and make it work to the best of his ability. And it was failing miserably because I'm not saying he's completely without blame. Don't get me wrong. But it was because he had a bunch of guys that didn't want to buy in, didn't want to be there didn't really help banners and helping players around them it was just toxic it was toxic all around and one of the things that I think Chad Morris did a really good job of and I will give him credit for this is saying all right enough of this suck salad every one of you who do not want to be there get out of my sight leave please for all that is holy on earth leave I do not want you I do not need you I'm going to go out and I'm going to get people that are better than you I'm going to get transfers. I'm going to get freshman phenoms. I'm going to go out and recruit the position the way it's meant to be recruited. Thank you for your service, but it'd be better if you went elsewhere. May sound harsh, but it's the absolute truth. I don't blame Chad Morris for taking that route. This is the SEC. You can't take any chances. You cannot have any years where you're just saying, all right, well, maybe in two Three years from now, things will be okay. You can't afford to do that. So Chad Morris made the necessary changes on his roster to try to accommodate an SEC team the best he could. Now, will it pan out? Will it work out? I don't know. You don't know. No one knows. We got to wait and see. But all I'm saying is is that if there was a way to handle it, if there was a way you had to be doing it and a way it had to be done, that was the way to do it, and as Darren McFadden once said, the numbers speak for themselves. That's all I'm saying. Hey, the new Locked On NFL is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened-to NFL shows with the expert analysis of former NFL scout Mount Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. So Locked On NFL is your daily podcast of all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Be sure to follow Locked On NFL now. For on your favorite podcast provider to get all the NFL action right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I like to save this final segment for some nonsense, but this is actually a pretty cool thing that the University of Arkansas announced for game day experience. Hunter Yurichek has been saying a lot during the offseason that really trying to improve game day experience for Razorback football games has been a priority. It's extremely important. And I think that they have finally gotten to a point where they're starting to make the good, solid decisions that people have been asking for. And this is the newest thing. Now, some of you may find this corny and cliche, fine, whatever. But I applaud them for trying. And this is the newest thing dealing with the Hogtown Street Festival. (laughs) Interesting name, but hey, it's all about the brand, right? And this comes official from the press release. Game days at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium have always brought people from all over the state and beyond to cheer their beloved Hogs. And now at the Hogtown Street Festival, fans can enjoy free pregame festivities right in the heart of the action with just a few long passes from the home of the Razorbacks. Now, what this is, is it's located on Maple Street. It's called Hogtown. And it will start four hours prior to each game and conclude 30 minutes prior to kickoff. It's a fan-friendly event that will feature a variety of fan activities, including main stage with live music, Larger-than-life video board featuring college football games from around the country, a beer garden, food trucks from throughout northwest Arkansas, interactive corporate-sponsored activations for fans and fun kid activities, including inflatables, balloon artists, face painting, and more. And fans will also be able to get autographs from current and former Razorback student-athletes. And the Hog Heaven store will be there as well. Fans in attendance can see the Spirit Squads, Tusk 5, Best in Sight and Sound with the U of A Marching Band, And they will also be part of welcoming the team in the hog walk, followed by a pep rally performance on stage. This is exactly what needs to happen. This is exactly the type of thing that will be able to make the fan experience better. Winning cures all. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not even even trying to pretend it doesn't. But I appreciate these things and trying to make the fans enjoy the games once again. If you can't win those games every time, at least offer something else. All right? College football attendance and sports attendance itself are going down the tubes. Find unique ways to make it more enjoyable for fans. This is perfect. Live music. Yes, that's what I've been saying. Get concerts there. I don't care who they are. People love live music. Do it before the games. Have a beer garden. Absolutely. Get people out there to be drinking some beers in the area. Let them watch other college football games out there. Yes, please. Do stuff for the kids. Absolutely. This is so easy. But it was something that I feel like for a long time was lost in all of it, where people were more obsessed about being able to uh, make the corporate big time boosters happy and not the common fan. This isn't gonna translate to wins, but I hope it translates to more fans. I appreciate it. Hunter check as a guy who grew up a Razorback fan, as a guy who grew up enjoying game day experiences. This is this is one of those good things. Keep it up, keep doing these things, and can't wait to see what else you have going on. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. To the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, however, podcasts are found. You can make it work, and we will keep the podcast going right here tomorrow afternoon. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.